0: Can y'all hear me? Nope. Uh, yes. Got it. Okay. All right. We're going to read from Psalm 121. I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel never slumbers or sleeps. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. (laughs) The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon at night. The Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go, both now and forever. So real quick, I just have to share just a little bit, just because this was special to me this week. Um, Just reading over this passage, getting ready for today, I actually had my six-year-old because he's a blooming reader (laughs) my six-year-old Wyatt, he actually read this whole um, passage out loud. And so it was just really special to my heart just to hear it spoken by a child, basically over me. And I just, I don't know, we forget how much God's word can have such meaning when it's just spoken out loud in your home. So just as a reminder to myself and to the rest of our church, just speaking it out loud has so much power. So I just want to encourage you guys to do that at your own homes as well this week. So let's pray. Father, I just want to come to you now, and I want to thank you so much for your word, for your living word, and what it can mean to our hearts um, at all times of our lives, Lord. And I would just pray that you put it in the forefront of our minds to always turn to your word and your truth first. Because I feel like we all forget that. We all forget and we try to do things on our own. We try to encourage ourselves or encourage one another with our own words. But we forget how powerful and moving your words are in our lives. And I just pray that you um, keep that in the forefront of our minds this week. Uh, that we need your word more than any other words. And so I just thank you now for the, your gift of uh, the Bible. And for what it means to our hearts. and that even a child can grasp the concepts about your character from the words, Lord. So thank you so much. Thank you for your son, Jesus. Amen.
1: Good morning. Uh, I love it when it all knits together. I, I just, I can't help but smile. Uh, Kristen and, and Wyatt here uh, making one of my, my sermon points for me. Um, yeah, I, I uh, we worship a big God and, and just the, the Holy Spirit just, just knits us together and I'm excited to just be able to be part of that. Um, for, th- for those of you who, who may be visiting us, uh, my name's Tim. Uh, I'm one of uh, the elders here. Uh, I get to come up every now and then and uh, teach and I'm excited about today. Um, We, again, uh, for those who are new or maybe those who are still getting used to it, sometimes our point, it it feels like week one, week two, week three, we're doing different things at different times. And uh, I I don't mean for it to be chaotic or kind of switching things up, but we do, um, we're currently working through Revelation, the book of Revelation, um, and we hope to finish it um, in the next two weeks. And we've been doing that for Oh geez a uh, long time now I forget how many months but um yeah we're at the end of the story um and, and it's it's uh it's happy um the fourth Sunday of every month we we uh we believe that we're not just meant to kind of be inside a building on the fourth Sunday we, we find ways to serve our community um and we've been doing that in rhythm for about six months or so now where just we get out we get out in the community we were reminded that that faith is, is meant to be put into action and we do that we devote a Sunday um, not just that that's the only time we serve, but it's just this reminder of the importance of it a, as a family of God to, to be out and serve. Um, and so now we're, this is our second ti- uh, time, uh, the first w- uh, week of the month. We are going to be working through progressively um, what's called as the, the Songs of Ascent. Uh, it's Psalm uh, 120 to 134, and those 15 s- uh, psalms <laughs> in <laughs> confession time, until this week, uh, I th- the entire time I thought it was Psalms of ascent, and, and I was looking, and it's, it's Songs of ascent. That just happened to be Psalms. So I don't know. I probably should have known that ahead of time, but um, you know, I don't have to put on front to you guys. It's, uh <laughs> God sees and knows all. Um, and so the the songs of ascent are they, they were originally sung by these uh, these Hebrew pilgrims who. Would make this this journey to Jerusalem three times a year for these these worship festivals, and they would go wh- where they were living, and they would trek along the, the road uh, and through the mountains. Jerusalem sits on on hills. Um, there's even bigger hills around it, and and they would walk and and travel through um, on foot uh, to go to to these festivals and to, to worship. And along the way, they would sing uh, these songs, and they would be reminded and stirred of, of God's faithfulness, of, of just who he is, uh, his, his qualities, and, and who we are. And um, they're, they're meant to, to stir affection um, in our hearts. They're, they're stirring um, just not, not just the, the head knowledge, like the, they're not walking with their, their instruction books and kind of learning about God. They're, they're coming and they're singing and, and they're pressing those truths into our hearts the way that, that songs do. And that's why I so appreciate <laughs> Kristen was saying, and with Riot, like with Wyatt, th- there's 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 something about the the spoken word, about saying things that are true, of singing them and proclaiming them, that that don't just equip our heads, but that they, they nestle deep into our hearts. And so, uh, our purpose gathering on Sundays is to to lift our eyes off ourselves and to behold God. And these songs of ascent help us do that. And so, the first week, uh, the, the next, I guess, well, this is the second one, so 13 more af- after this. And God willing, we're going to have uh, different voices up in here, um, not just me and Nick kind of trading it back and forth, but um, to to have these uh, other voices just in our midst, being able to to prepare and ahead of time and and be able to communicate these truths in their own voices uh, to the glory of God. And so I'm looking forward to that. um, I hope you do as well. Um, But before I I, I dive into um, this this text here, I I just uh, wanted to think about together the notion of, of confidence, uh, Aaron was mentioning it earlier when, when he was um, doing his welcome. But um, just, just think about confidence, right? Like w- w- what is confidence, right? And confidence is the, the the feeling or belief that you can rely on someone or something, okay? And it's this weird interplay between the head knowledge and the heart knowledge. Like we, we can have rational reasons for having confidence in someone or something. But there's also this intuitive gut feel level when it comes to, to putting our, our confidence in things. And we're creatures of confidence. Um, if you think about it in, in big and small ways, um, where can we have confidence? Right, I, I can have confidence in myself in all kinds of things, right? I, I have confidence that I can make an awesome lasagna because I make awesome lasagna. I have made awesome lasagna and by the grace of God, I will continue to make awesome lasagna because I love making awesome lasagna. I have confidence. Um, I, I have confidence um when I come in in traffic when I see a red light and I stop (laughs) okay and when that light turns green I go I have confidence that the other drivers are also obeying the the the, the rules of the road, uh, the the laws of the road um I have confidence every single time I step on an airplane I have confidence that that pilot knows what he's doing okay never met the man (laughs) or woman all right no idea who that is but I have literally putting my life in their hands I have confidence in that okay and Again, hadn't gone wrong, right? (laughs) Uh, A lot of it's well-placed confidence. And so what causes us to have confidence, okay? And and that can be a, you know, a big question. I'm just, in a general sense, we have confidence when we can look back, right? I I can look back at someone's training, okay? um, If I'm going to the dentist, knowing that they graduated, you know, college and then medical school and dental school or whatever, the the qualifications, right? we can look back at a history of success right I I know I have confidence in my lasagna making skills because I've made many 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 good lasagnas in the back in my past right so I have every reason to expect I'm gonna make another good one Um, what makes us lack confidence okay full confession I was lacking all confidence in Texas football beating TCU yesterday I had no confidence whatsoever I know my my Michigan brother Charles over there has no confidence in Michigan beating Ohio State in a couple months, okay? Why is that? Because TCU always beats Texas in football, okay? They hadn't beaten TCU in Fort Worth since 2013, okay? So my my lack of confidence kind of came from from a lack of success looking backwards. Um, We can um, fear the consequences, okay? Sometimes we we can, uh, you see this in sports a lot, all right, a, a basketball player can be a, a fantastic foul shooter, right, and practice their foul shots, practice their foul shots, practice their foul shots. And for the first three and a half quarters of the game, they can be a, a dead eye foul shooter. But when it's, you know, they're down by a point with, with two seconds left and they're on the foul, you know, and they got to shoot their foul shots, right, they clench up, right, and, and that the, the pressure comes on. And they fear, the, the, the fear creeps in of what happens if I miss, right? And then I'm going to be, you know, people going to, Think I'm a bad player? Or I just I, I'm gonna we're gonna lose and everyone's gonna blame me or you know just just the, the pressure and the fear creeps in, and that, you know, the hand gets a little bubbly right? You lack confidence. Um, we can lack confidence in, in the the, uh, the object uh, of where our confidence is, right? I um, like like uh, my brother Justin here w- wearing a Yankees jersey. I do not have confidence in his fashion choices. <laughs> okay, I do not have confidence in his judgment around baseball teams, right? Because it's just <laughs> the choices in what he's doing. Right. Um, I was counting on him wearing the Yankee stuff today. I, I actually thought of that last night. Um, but, but the bigger idea is like, like you can look, and just doesn't measure up. Like we can lack confidence in ourselves about I just, I'm not going to measure up. OK, that, that lack of confidence can, can creep in. Um, and so we can have misplaced confidence. And know I'm saying confidence a lot. Um, but we can have misplaced confidence w- what 's a con man right? a con man 's a confidence man uh, it 's someone who goes and kind of cynically tries to to gain someone 's confidence um, you know through through persuasion or through charisma or just preying on what someone w- yearns for and wants and, and kind of is that but with bad motives it 's misplaced confidence right and we can m- misplace our confidence right because it's it 's not just head but it 's heart. it 's this weird mixture um, and so I've been talking a lot about ordinary examples of confidence, the everyday kind of thing I'm saying. We're putting confidence in things and people all the time. But we also have, uh, confidence applies to the, to the big questions in life too, not just these practical everyday things, right? And, and we, y- as human beings, we, we yearn to have confidence and we place our confidence in some of the, the big questions in life, am I loved, alright, do I matter, okay? And for the purposes of today, will take care of me, okay, and and we um, will put our confidence in that somewhere, okay, and so we know uh, if you've been in church long enough, we, we know that the church answer to that is God, <laughs> okay, of course, right, um, you know, we, we, we put our confidence in God, and, and we, we can sing those songs, and we can, we can proclaim those truths, but do we really mean it, right, and, and more importantly, like, like, let's look under the hood, like, like, what, what goes into that? Why should we trust in God? Why should we put our confidence in God that he'll take care of us, right? And I think when we examine that, we can grow in our confidence that those things are true, because they are, okay? They are. So turning to to Psalm 121, um, just wanting to go back to to set the stage. And the last time I was up here two weeks ago, I was just uh, pleading with with everyone and and, with myself. Just when we engage scripture, we have to do it. Um, not just logically, but with our hearts, with, with our emotions, with um, trying to, to, to put ourselves there as best we can, uh, to try to feel it, to, to smell it as best as we can, to make it come alive. And so um, coming here to, to this psalm, right, like I was saying, the, these, these, these travelers, right, the, these Hebrew pilgrims on this, this long journey, right, and um, walking by foot and what that means, right? Like, like we live in a culture, right, we jump in the car, we, we come to church, Okay, and even that sometimes <laughs> is a challenge, right? Like, like these people were, were going and it's just like, all right, let's go. <laughs> and it's uh, many, many miles, many, many nights. And what happens when you walk on that road, right, for a long time, right? You, your feet get sore. You, you, you get, you know, dehydrated. The sun beats down on you. You get hungry. You trip and fall. You sprain your ankles, right? You just, um, you feel the, the weariness and the fatigue, Okay and um, there's there's great risk associated with this right like beyond kind of the, the dangers of the day right the the sun exposure and the, the dehydration and the elements um, physical injury this is the, the dangers of the nights so would be uh, thieves and, and robbers who would come right you're, you're just kind of camping out you have no you can get surprised when you're sleeping and people would try to, to rob you or steal from you or harm you okay and there's, there's those risks um, and then as they're on this road to Jerusalem working their way up. The I, I, we, we see it you can look in, in Kings and Chronicles and those you'll, you'll see these references to to pagan worship in the hills. And so uh, they're winding their way in this road to Jerusalem to go worship God at these these festivals. Um, and they would encounter these these pagan worship areas where, where they would you know have their their idols and, and objects of, of worship. And they would go and they would be positioned at the side of the road. And they'd be like, you look tired. You look thirsty. Just come take a break. Just come, come with us. Come, come here. We'll, we'll get you water. We'll get you taken care of. We'll get you food. Just just take a break. And, and they, they would get them off the road going to Jerusalem to come. And it was their way of inviting them into idol worship, uh, to, to take their eyes off of their destination in Jerusalem to go into to worship with them, um, the, these, these pagan images. And and uh, Whatnot, And so that, that's kind of the, the background, right, these people who are singing this song, right? And you can see it. They're, they're feeling that, right? They're, their feet are hurting. They're, they're tired. They're worn out. They're getting, you know, tempted to, to go to, and they're singing the song. Like, where does my help come from, right? It comes from God, right? It's, it's keeping them focused. It's, it's telling that, pressing that truth into their hearts. Um, and so, oop, sorry about that. Um we can come to this to this psalm, right? Um, and we have, there's basically two ways of, of, of reading it. And last time, uh, at the catechism question, last time we were together, we, we talked about the, the nature of sin. And, and one of the, the parts of the, the answer was this idea of, in a lot of ways, the essence of sin is, is not having God as a reference point, okay? We, we, we lose that. We, we make ourselves reference points or, or things around us as the reference point and so we can read this psalm with ourselves as the reference point point. and if we're honest there, there's a part of us that just yearns for someone something I don't care what it is I want to be comfortable okay whatever it is out there that can make me not hurt that can make me feel ease that can make me feel comfort that can make me feel safe I'm here for it okay and so when we have that right. W- we we can read this and like right. Y- looking looking at the psalm, like to not let my feet be moved. Like I I love stability. <laughs> like uh, I don't want to step in and and you know kind of be unsure of my steps. And you know th- this idea that that God's promising that that I won't face instability. That that I won't ever stumble. Um, I. Uh, I, I don't like the feeling of the, the sun beating down on me. I, I don't like the pressures of, of the daytime and then the problems. Right? I don't like the risks of nighttime and thieves and, and the dangers that, that lurk there. Right? And, and if there's this promise that I will never face any problems by day or any problems by night, sign me up. I, I, I'm here for it. I love it. Um, the idea that God will keep me from all evil. Like, I don't like it when bad things happen to me. <laughs> yeah, I, there's evil all around, and I don't want that to, to, to come on me, to, to feel the, the effects of that, to, to feel the pain of that. I, I don't want that. And so you can read that, and you're like, uh, sign me up for that. I want to be insulated. I want to be protected. I don't ever want to feel adversity or suffering. And if that God is going to give that to me, I'm here for it. Okay, but anyone who's lived long enough, right, that's not <laughs> – Right? Like, like y- this song was sung by many, many people over many, many years, over many, many journeys, right? I, I just, maybe I'm just amused by this, but statistically, right, someone somehow, sometime had to have been singing about um, the God will not let your foot be moved as they, like, stumble and fall. <laughs> it's just, it just had to have happened, right? The, the irony there of, of saying that while, like, we we trip, we fall, okay? This is not saying that human beings will never lose their balance and fall. People who love God will never lose their fall. Like, the sun will not strike me. Like, I get sunburned all the time. I I love God, and yet I I, I get sunburned, okay? I I swear, okay? I didn't want to demonstrate it for you, but if I was outside a whole lot yesterday, I'd be here. I'm probably red enough as it is, right? I love God, I still get sunburned. The sun strikes me. I, I get dehydrated, I get thirsty, right? I get the pressures of life it happens right nighttime same thing the the, the the pitfalls of night um, lord will keep me from all evil we experience evil all right we sin against each other we, we experience the the effects of a fallen world right so if we use ourself as a reference point this at best this psalm is going to be confusing at worst it's going to feel like god's lying to us okay we know that's not true and so it can't be a personal reference point okay the reference point I, is God and, and it has to be right because again, if we're honest, but we yearn for that. We want that protection. We want that comfort. But if we get, w- it's almost like God, if you're giving that to me, boom, I'm yours. But if something else is going to give that to me, kind of your old news, I'll take whatever else the, the other thing is that's going to give it to me because the main thing I want is safety and comfort in this physical world. Okay, that's what we value and whatever gives that to us we will pursue. God loves us too much to let us stay in that place right and what God's trying to communicate with us and what the truth of this is is life is way bigger than just this physical world okay we're, we're, we're eternal beings we're spiritual beings our time on earth is, is limited we, we don't know exactly how long but at, at most right just a handful of decades right um, relative to eternity okay and, and God sees that God's bigger than that God's just pulling our eyes up to that And what God's promising here isn't a lack of affliction in this world. He is saying in an ultimate sense, in in the big picture sense, in, in the spiritual sense, I am your protector. I am your keeper. Okay? I will never let evil separate you from me. You will never be defined by evil. You might do bad things. You might experience bad things. But you will never have evil separate God's love from you. When he, you know, right, um, and from God uh, as, a, as a reference point, life isn't about our circumstances and how we can make our circumstances better. Life is about how we can endure circumstances with our eye on God, right? At that road to Jerusalem, that that eye towards worship. Um, so, looking from a God perspective, from a God reference point, at this song at the song. Um, we can see th- these beautiful reminders of why we should have confidence that God will take care of us. Okay, um, we we see, um, and, and not to get too too far into uh, translations and, and whatnot, but we see the, the use of the word Lord. Uh, it's from the the word Yahweh. Okay. And and Yahweh is is, is the the personal name of God. It's it's, it's conveying the sense of personal intimacy. There's this massive God desires intimacy and is using his his intimate name um, for us. There's this connection. There's this tenderness. There's this individual love for us, right? He's not some distant CEO who's just kind of running things and just letting things work out the best they can. There's this personal desire for relationship and connection in his personal name, okay, he didn't have to do that. And he does it in love. We see, um, as we look through the, these verses, we see this picture of um, God as, as helper, God as keeper, God as protector, God as preserver, okay? We need those things because we can't do them for ourselves. And, and God in his love is that for us, okay? Um, we see this this lifting of our eyes as God as, as creator of, of heaven and earth, okay? all that we can see and taste and touch and smell and experience was created by God, okay? Um, I was talking before about, you know, getting on that, that airplane and, and just trusting that the pilot w- was educated and like good enough for me, okay? Graduated from whatever pilot school or the, the dentist who's about to drill in my mouth graduated and, You know, got some piece of paper from school, right? God created the whole world. <laughs> that is a heck of a credential, right? As far as putting our faith and our trust and our confidence he created everything, okay It puts our eyes off of ourselves and puts them on god he 's worth that. and God is big and powerful enough to make the world and everything in it, yet he 's personal enough and he does not slumber. We see this this idea that God does not fall asleep, that God does not slumber and we we know in, in our humanity that we we do okay um, like even right we know that story of uh you know, Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, right? And, and he's distressed, right? And, and his disciples can't even stay awake, okay? <laughs> they just, there's something in our human flesh and our need for sleep that just reminds us of our inherent weakness. God doesn't slumber. And, and moreover than that, right, we associate kind of slumber with boredom, okay? God's not bored of us, right? And this is, can be this, this feeling that creeps in if we, we can linger on the idea of God as immense and this, this immense creator so long, that this, this feeling, this lie creeps in of like, well, I, I'm just me. Uh, I'm one of a couple billion of people created. Like, like, why would God care about me? Why would God know about me? He does, okay? The, the same creator, immense God, is personal. Y- the, the, the giving of his name, Yahweh, um, does not slumber and is not bored by you, Is not find you insignificant, okay? He remains watchful and guards over you each and every day, never slumbering. Okay, press that truth, right? That's a reason for confidence. The Lord will keep you from evil, right? And and I talked about this a a few minutes ago, but we will suffer. We will face adversity. He he didn't mean it on that end. But through that suffering and through that adversity, it reminds us of what's really valuable, right? If we could on one hand have a, you know, Let's say 80 years of, of sort of comfort and, and bliss and, and never facing any evil versus an entire eternity with God and in all the joy and all the being free of sin and all the perfection that comes with that, right? Who would choose, right? God uses circumstances to help us see what's valuable, right? To lift our eyes off ourselves and to see uh, Him uh, as valuable. These are good reasons to have confidence, okay? We keep going back to this idea of confidence. Um, Good reasons right like you know going back to that pilot thing going back to the doctor thing right god's powerful right god's able god's personal god's uh, pays attention to details right god we're, we're not insignificant um those are good reasons right god loves us even when we feel unlovable okay it's not conditional okay there's not this metric where when we kind of r- do enough good things then can we kind of hit this point where god cares okay and the opposite is true, where it's not that we do enough bad things that God cuts the cord with us. Like right? God in his nature, he, he, he loves us, right? Um, we can have confidence in that. But where's our confidence if we're being honest, right? Those, those things can be true about God. Um, we can acknowledge that he created the world. We can acknowledge that he's strong and powerful and able. We can acknowledge that he doesn't slumber. What makes us confident that he does not change his mind? Right? Like like I talked about con men earlier, right? And and conmen kinda work towards towards earning your trust. They they appear to be a certain way, so you put your trust in them and then boom, they use it to, to manipulate you. Like, how do we ultimately have trust that God's not this cosmic con man or that God's not gonna change his mind? And the answer to that question is found um it's it's found in the gospel, right? It's um, I read the, or I'll, I'll go ahead and read the verse, right? God, the Lord will keep you from all evil. and He will keep your life, okay? And that, that's true for his family. That's true for his followers, okay? That's not true for, for one, okay? God's own son d- did not apply to, okay? What we enjoy, God, right, uh, he put skin in the game, okay? He, he suffered for us, Right, God didn't make us because he was bored, he didn't make us because it was some afterthought or some experiment. Okay, he, he made us because he, he, he loved, he wanted to love and he wanted to be in relationship with us. okay. And things went wrong in the garden. Alright, he didn't cut bait. okay. He made a way right, to, to, to reconcile that relationship. And because of his holiness and because of his just nature, because he couldn't tolerate sin, it had to be punished, there had to be wrath poured out on it, he had it so his son was those things okay and so uh, I, w- I want to, to, to feel the, the weight of this right, I, I know it's kind of like a, the gospel like like no jesus right like I, I mentioned the garden of gethsemane earlier and jesus uh scripture says he, he was so distressed it was like he, he was sweating blood okay what was it okay that that was troubling him okay and it's easy to fixate on, you know, especially we know the Easter story, like, like, like crucifix crucifixion was not pleasant. Okay, it was one of the most painful ways of dying. But historically, several hundred people, um, if not more, were crucified. Okay, it was, it was a, a Roman way of, of execution. It uh, wasn't unique to Jesus. And physical pain can, can come and go. But, but what Jesus what was really at that deep spiritual level, what was really troubling him was this idea that he was about to become evil okay God uh, the sins of all humanity were going to be placed on him and God was going to pour out his wrath instead of keeping him from evil he was going to become evil okay become the personification of evil he was going to become the stand and to to, to be evil to have the wrath of God poured out he was going to be separated from God all the promises in this psalm for us okay all of these things are true and only true because of what Jesus did, what God allowed to have happen. was his plan of redemption. OK, God mm-hmm. suffered for this. OK, con men don't suffer. <laughs> OK, if someone's trying to, you know, hey, you know, trying to, to get your bank code or try to be, you know, get your confidence that I'm a nice guy and I want. They don't put sacrifice in there. They, they don't put blood in the game, right? God backs this up by a physical an act of sacrifice and love. We are so loved and valuable that he was willing to go that direction. We're so loved and valuable that, that Jesus willingly followed God's will into doing that. Okay, and that is why we have confidence that God is not going to change his mind. That God, we are so precious in his sight that it's going to be preserved. That the evil will never enter into that relationship. will never separate us. We're all on a spiritual journey okay yeah. um, we can read this song it, it's almost like a parable um, where right like we, we know these these Hebrew pilgrims and worshipers were on their way to, to Jerusalem and they were walking that road um, we're on our own spiritual journey right um, those of us who who, who know God are are worshiping God and in our walking a, a life of faithfulness and we're laboring to Jerusalem, right? Uh, metaphorically speaking, right? We, we're going, and we're, you know, we feel tired. Obedience is, is hard, and we feel the the weakness of our flesh, and we feel the the burning sun, right? We feel the um, just the the anxieties and and the uh, fears that that come, right? I mean, maybe it's not robbers coming into our home, but but you know, the, these questions of, of you know. Do I measure up is it worth it just the things that that pull our eyes off of of Jerusalem off of our goal off of God and drop it back down to our circumstances um, and that's where this this song is such a blessing. um. On our journey just the same way that that there was the the, the pagan worshipers offering different you know I'll give you water I'll give you rest I'll give you comfort just. Worship with us over here, forget Jerusalem, right? As we're on our journey, right, we might not have, you know, pagan rituals with with wooden poles and and kind of the the things that scan to us as weird and and archaic and old-fashioned and ancient. We have our version of that, okay? Where our confidence belongs in God as far as why we matter, are we loved, who's going to take care of us, as we're on this journey of faith, right, we're, we're hearing voices, and, and there's the cultural voices, and, and these uh, voices telling us, just come here. Just, just take a load off, right? You look tired, right? You matter. Just believe in yourself. Just, just, just believe in yourself, right? You have passions. Follow them. Like, why, wh- why are you sacrificing? Why, why are you limiting yourself? Why don't you just come over here and just do what feels good? Do what feels right. Follow your heart. Follow your passions. Forget about that right those we want to hear that there's a part of us right it wouldn't be a temptation if it wasn't scratching an itch if it wasn't trying to promise when we're tired when we don't feel like obeying when we are wondering if it's all worth it right Um, you keep traveling up the road there's these other voices saying it's who's going to take care of you if you find the right relationship right if you find the right boyfriend or girlfriend that will take care of th- you will never be lonely again you'll never be lonely again it will feel so great forget forget this journey to Jerusalem right find the right person right y- you know if you have the, the right baby the right child right all your problems will go away come here just just get off the path come come rest here for a while just just linger in that right um, maybe the next one down the road is right why do you matter right who's going to take care of you if you get enough money if you get the right job, if you get the right credential, for the the, the, the younger, the students, alright, if you get the right school at the right time, the right course of study, that's gonna set you up, right? Then, you know, you, you'll take care of yourself. You don't have to rely on anyone else, right? And all along this journey, we're constantly getting these voices pulling us away from that that, that road, away from the hard work, right? Jerusalem was on a hill, <laughs> not downhill, <laughs> uphill, right. And, and, and we can come in our fatigue, right? We, we can come to resent the adversity. We can come to resent the work. We can just, it's the nature of being tired. We don't like it, okay? And it's the same thing going on spiritually. And we need our reference point. And we need, um, we need the reminder that these voices telling us to just come and rest, forget about God for a minute. Like, a lot of times it's savvy enough not to try to get you to renounce God, you can still come to church on Sunday. you can still say the right things, but in your heart, you really believe these yeah. other things, right Just y- you get off the road, you stop walking for a while, right um, And God in his grace and God in his mercy and God in his love, he didn't cut us off, right He beckons us, get back on the road. <laughs> okay It's not a race. It's not the first one who, who gets to Jerusalem wins or it's not the first hundred and then God shuts the doors and yeah, the rest of you slow pokes like forget it like. It's this constant beckoning. Just walk. You, you might be tired. Your ankle might hurt. You might feel sunburned. You might feel dehydrated. Keep walking, right? And, and God's here. Um, and he's not going to forsake you. He's not going to turn his back on you. We're forever going to be loved and taken care of, OK? Because of the promises that are here, that are sung into our hearts, OK? And the the reality of what God did in the gospel. So in closing, I just wanted to, um, as I was thinking about this, um, just share a story. And, and for those of you with good memories, or those of you who've had the misfortune of having to hear me talk long enough, I, I've used this story before, I've used this illustration before. I don't claim to be original, <laughs> I just uh, hope that it's true. And so. As I was thinking about just confidence and confidence in God and, and, and why we waver and, and why we should have confidence in God, um, I, I just remembered years ago, uh, part of my job at the time, um, COVID kind of ruins everything, but at the time, it was a lot of, I got to travel a lot. I, I would, you know, kind of overnight trips, Dallas, Houston, Fort Worth, wherever, um, and, and I would just go, I'd stay the night, I'd do my, my court hearings, and I'd, I'd come home, and I would bring, at the time my my boys were were young, kind of three, four, before even kindergarten and Claire and the boys would come with me, we would take these family trips and would stay in hotels and would swim in the hotel pool and would eat the free breakfast, I'd go work, they would watch cartoons and it was great, I loved it. Um, And so one of the things that we really loved doing, um, I say we, me me and the boys because Claire hates getting wet, um, but we would swim in the pool. And my boys, uh, you know, just being little kids, three, four, you know, they would go and I'd have in my arms and we'd go through the pool, you know, and I'd go and, you know, go the whole thing. Um, But inevitably, they would get on the the, the side of the pool and I'd be in the water and I'd say jump, okay? I'd have my hands out and they would look at me like there is no (laughs) stinking way I'm about to jump into this pool, (laughs) okay? Okay. and for me, right, I, I'm standing there. The water's like four feet. I like, got uh, my feet around the ground. There is literally no danger. I am good for it. There is every reason for, the, for my children to have confidence in me as their dad that I love them and I'm going to catch them. And... Uh you know there was never an incident this kind of terrible time where they jumped and I was distracted and wouldn't pay attention and they plummeted and fell or like I I never had reason or they had no reason to to feel like I was untrustworthy there was no no failed catching at all in in our background. And I would go and I just remember it would mean so much to me because it's this expression of trust and because I knew it was hard for them because in their minds right th- they're small and the water is, is scary <laughs> right and then you can drown or you might like I don't even think that at that age it was drowning it was just the water touching their face was just like no way they right, didn't like that feeling um and they would look at me and I could see that they, they would get closer to the edge and I, I could see them than want to and and I could see them come and then they would look at the water and they would just be like no <laughs> there's no way no how Not going to happen. And I would stand there and I would beg and I would plead because I wanted to see them trust me because it it meant uh, as a loving father. Like uh, like I knew it was not misplaced trust. I I wanted them. I loved them. um, But then also jumping into a pool is fun. I I wanted them to (laughs) experience a a good thing. And so I would go and I would say, come. Right. But if I got out of the pool and grabbed them and then took them with me, like that's not trust and that's not jumping in. Okay, and, and that's not, like, like, like they needed to, to come to that place themselves to, to f- like, get over the fear of their circumstance of, of the water and what negative uh, consequence that might be or what fear that might be and to look at me and to go and to jump. And I would do it because, w- you know, th- my work trips were fairly frequent, and it took a long time, <laughs> okay? Like, it would go, and I'd be like, you know, from the first time, I was good for it but they weren't, and it took, I, I don't know how many times, right, but it, it took many, many, many times, uh, and then it finally happened, okay, for, for, for the one, for, for the older one. My younger one took a much longer, uh, much more convincing, because uh, they're different, different wrist tolerances, it's wired differently, yeah, they're giggling over there, um, and that's okay too, right, um, but when my older one jumped, it helped my younger one, because he saw that, and he saw, right, that I caught him, and he saw that it ended well. And he saw that it was confidence well placed. Okay, it didn't happen immediately. But eventually, my younger one did, right? And now we go swimming, and I get cannonballs from the side. I get, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's like crazy, right? But, like, that step, right? And the growth it kept going. And that's this picture of, of God, right? At no point was I like, oh, you didn't jump. Oh, what did I do wrong? I have never given you reason not to jump. Oh, you know forget you guys i'm getting out of the pool i'm never going to like no i didn't they were my children i would do anything for them i loved them i had patience for them i yearned for them to trust me i yearned for the confidence i yearned for the action because of what it represented and what it meant and what it meant for them okay but it was never a place of exasperation it was never a place of cutting them off and that's god with us we are all at one point in our lives that uh, uh, whatever we are in our life there is a area where we are at the edge of that pool and God is saying, trust me, I'm worth it. Okay, I am good for it. My, my feet are on this ground. This water is not going <laughs> to cause you harm. Just go for it. And there's a part, I promise you, in each and every one of us, there's areas where we've jumped before and experienced the the fruit of that, experienced the exhilaration and the thrill of that. But there are areas where we don't want to jump. Okay? And God is not here to cut us off. God is not here to, to look down on us. God is not here to, to – be um, angry or frustrated, right? He yearns for it because he wants it, and he knows he's worth it. But it's from love, okay? So we need to reflect. We need to be in community. We need to. What are the voices that are sidelining us? Wh- where are the ways that we say we want to have confidence in God, but we're actually having confidence in other things? Um, and where do we need to be singing these songs? To pressing these truths back into our hearts because that's where we are that's where the god as a reference point is um and it's worth it all right pray with me uh, father god i thank you um you are worthy of, of our confidence god that uh, you have never let us down that we can look backwards and see a, a flawless record of love and care and provision god you are our protector um and nothing can stand against you. There is no force um, in this universe, God, that can stand against you. Um, and we know, God, um, and, and maybe we even can be convinced of these facts in our minds, God, but but in our hearts, God, just help us to, to trust, help us to press these truths into action, God. I, I pray for um, just a, a spirit of revelation, God, that, that the spirit would just bring conviction uh, of of the ways that, that we have settled um for comfort and settled for lesser um lesser promises uh for why we we matter or who's going to take care of us god and it is your love and your grace that that we feel the futility of that we know ultimately we might take refuge there um but given enough time we feel the emptiness god that we know we're not strong enough to, to make things right we know that that we um relationships can't do it that money can't do it that um Anything in this created world, God, can't do it. It's, it's you and you alone um, can give us the the true security, the true knowledge that we're taking care of, God. Um, I just pray that that's real. I pray um, and thank you for things like music. Thank you for things like the spoken word. Thank you for things like community where we can listen to each other. And it's not about saying something new. It's about pointing us to what's true, God. And I thank you that we're on this journey together. And I thank you, God, that when we stumble and fall and feel weary and tired, it's, you're sympathetic and you know and you love us through it all, God. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.